Welcome to Saving You is Killing Me, Loving Someone with an Addiction podcast. Loving someone with an addiction is a life of chaos. This podcast is to help you take back your power and build strength, hope, and restore peace in your life. We use the science and art of positive psychology, professionals in their field, along with personal stories of hope, resilience, and strength. We hope you can discover how the courage to focus on you can help put your life back together. When you are in a place of exhaustion, hopelessness, and emptiness, we are a community that knows all too well the turmoil that comes from loving someone with an addiction. We are here to help you compassionately struggle well. Hello there. Hello, hello. I hope everyone's doing wonderful. Just making sure that we're going live everywhere. Oh, I I hate this delay. Wonderful. One second. Just making sure that we're going live everywhere. It's so funny. (laughs) It's so funny because like you can hear yourself going back and it's like, I don't know about you, but when you listen to your voice, like from like a message or something like that, it's like, okay, is that what I sound like? Because I didn't know I sounded like that. So what's funny is that when I recorded all the podcasts too, and I started the podcast, I said to myself, it's like, Andrea, you are not going to go back and listen to those podcasts. You're just going to put it out to the world because honestly, like uh, so many times I would like not have published or put anything out to the world if I listened back to my voice. Anyway, so I just want to make sure that we are live here, making sure everyone can see us in the support group. I hope that we're there. Yay, yay, yay. All right. So I am hoping that you can see me. Yes, I'm just checking messages here. We're good. Amazing. Two seconds and then we are going to get into the details. Yay. Okay. Welcome, everybody. I'm so excited that you are here. I am so thankful that we are coming together, although I always say I wish we were meeting under different circumstances. So, but I'm grateful that you found us and that we're here. We are such a wonderful community, the SYKM community here. And I just love reading all your posts of support. We're all here to lift each other up because let's face it, when you love someone with an addiction, it's absolutely heartbreaking. It's devastating. It's challenging beyond words. And so I'm just so grateful that we are able to support each other and provide a community so that you know that you're not doing this alone, that you don't have to do this alone. Uh, So that is is the number one message here. So I'm going to jump into this book that I highlighted. And every week we're going to have a theme here. We're going to come on live. And um, I'm so excited because this book is so great. And it's actually one of the things that I did when I was in the muck of loving someone with an addiction. I literally had to say, okay, first of all, I had to Google how not to care, (laughs) how not to care so much, and then how to detach or how to create some distance and get myself back. And one of the things was to shift the focus off our addicted loved one and back onto me. It's like, you know, it's like deciding that you literally cannot do this anymore and that you want to focus on you and get your life back. So 
I'm so excited because this book is what totally helped me and that I want to share it with you. So it's called Atomic Habits and it's about tiny changes and how they make remarkable results in our lives. And it's by James Clear. There's another book too in the psychology world. As you know, I am obsessed with positive psychology and um, I did my postgraduate training in positive psychology. And one of the researchers, Charles Duhigg, it's all about the power of habit. And we can do so much to change our lives. This is one of the best ways you can take back your power is thinking about things that you can do to actually make you feel like you have a little bit more control in your life and that you are actually caring for yourself. And so I'm obsessed with habits. Like if you look at my day timer, I literally have like bullet journals and like habits. And so what I do is like, I I make sure that I'm implementing these habits and I, I check them off in my bullet journal. I check them off to make sure that every day I am following these habits. Now, if you think about it, if say our habit or our our goal was to have like a six pack, the habit to get the six pack would be, you know, doing abdominal workouts every day. And so, but if we just do the abdominal workout one day, we won't necessarily see the results. But what happens is if we consistently do these habits over time, it has what's called a compound effects. And this compound effect actually affects us in so many ways, because eventually if we're doing this habit for like 365 days, then we're going to have hopefully, you know, stronger abs if that was our goal. So in his book, he talks all about the power of habits and he talks about building this framework of habits and building systems into our every single day life in order to make a really profound difference in our life. So to take back our power is these tiny little behavior changes that actually we don't transform overnight, but we can turn those behaviors into systems and strategies that help us um, as individuals move towards the person that we want to be. And so let's jump into this whole entire concept of, you know, basically developing these habits that we want to, you know, to want to bring into our life as well as maybe, you know, getting rid of some of the bad habits, right? So it's cool because what we can do is we can apply all these things to help us bring about what we want in our life, but we can also apply and reverse the effects of what we're about to learn and, and make it so that we lose some of these bad habits in our lives. So, and feel free, please go into the comment box. I just want to make sure that people can hear me, that we're live. I don't know because I'm I paused it or I'm gonna maybe what I'll do is I'll just turn this sound absolutely off. And then we can see, yeah, there is a 10-second delay. And um, I just want to make sure that everyone's can see things. Yay, yay, yay. I'm just double checking. This is one of my first times going live. So um, yeah, so make sure you put in some comments. I see some people in here. So thank you. I'm so happy you're here. So we're talking all about the power of habits and how um, I feel now I don't feel like alone before at the beginning. Well, can anyone hear me? Is anyone here? So I'm so happy you're here and I can see some eyeballs on here. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. So I feel so much better now. (laughs) I don't feel like I'm so alone doing this. All right. So the power of habits. And so the the idea here is that atomic habits. So basically atomics, an atomic, what he means by that is they're extremely small amounts of things or change or small amount, but it has an immense power. And this idea of habit is this routine that we practice and we perform regularly and they have a big profound effect on us, um, on our lives and our things like that. And I have a huge impact. So that's what it 
means by atomic habit. And so I'm sure you've heard the expression, massive success requires massive action. I know you've heard that expression, but the reality is, is that actually small improvements on a regular basis have a profound impact. In fact, sometimes more. So you don't always have to be taking massive action in our life. Slow and steady wins the race oftentimes. So these small, tiny things that we can do can help us have these remarkable results. So for example, you know, if we're drinking our water every single day, then we're going to have that health benefit of drinking the water, right? If we're smoking every single day, we're going to have the negative effects of that habit throughout and it's slowly going to catch up with us. So you can see how it doesn't happen overnight, but there is a wonderful effect of this. So tiny changes make big difference, right? Differences and small habits that can be surprisingly powerful. So that's what we're going to talk about today. So these small habits and, and what he talks about in our in his book is this idea of focusing on systems. So what he means by that is instead of focusing on this big, massive goal at the end of the, you know, at the end of the rainbow, it's like, I want this big, massive goal. Like say it was to write a book. And, um, and so the, the goal is to write a book. And, and if we're focusing on that, then it seems daunting. It's overwhelming. It's like, oh my God, where do I start? But if we know that the system that we could put into place might be writing every day for 15 minutes right? So then that habit will actually get us closer to writing that, that book. And so you can see how this system over time, it actually contributes to that big goal for ourselves. And we make progress slow and steady. And we actually feel a sense of accomplishment because we're doing something every single day to get us closer to that goal. And so his idea is to not focus on that goal necessarily is to focus on daily systems. And don't you find that so much easier, like focusing on the daily systems instead of this big massive end goal that can feel overwhelming and, and daunting and like where do I start um so I love that suggestion in his book too so if so we focus on the process in, instead of the progress right because the progress we're going to slow and steady get us there um and so he talks all about you know referring to these tiny change and these marginal gains as really important we're improving one percent every single day right so if you want to take back your power and you know that you've been like neglecting yourself and your focus has been completely on your addicted loved one well then one of the things you could do to take back your power is like you know what i would really really love to, you know, have a daily practice of waking up and praying or waking up and doing yoga, or, you know, and so whatever it is, though, that tiny little habit can make a big profound difference in your life. Um, so staying committed to that process and integrating it into a system that's a bigger block building block for these big good results for ourselves. Okay, so how do we get on this right trajectory? If, and, and in love in his book, he talks about, think about like an airplane. Hello. Yay. I see more eyeballs. So nice to see you here. Yay, yay, yay. Feel free to write in the comments. So awesome. Okay. So, um, so this trajectory, it's like if you are on an airplane and if you get off course slightly, you're going to end up in a completely different place. So it shows you how this tiny little bit of a shift can make such a big difference in our lives. And so if we think about it as trajectories, like even if we make a tiny little change in our life today, it's going to have a profound impact on where we go in the future, regardless of what someone else is doing in our lives and focusing in 
on us, right? So this is this idea of developing our habits and developing the trajectory of where we want to go. Okay, so let's talk about the real reason habits matter. So habits are basically our North Star. So if we know, if we identify, if we think about our identity of what it is that we would like to be or how we would like to show up in our lives and then build better habits within ourselves to get us to that beautiful North Star that we seek, um, then we can really, we, we're going to notice a profound change in our life. So this is one of my favorite parts about his book is that who do you want to be, right? Um, how do you want to identify? So the thing is, is looking more at your identity instead of looking at this big goal for yourself. Like I want to lose 20 pounds, for example, versus I want to feel light and fit. It's almost like changing the perspective on thinking about who it is that you want to be, right? What's your identity? And let that identity be your guiding star, like your, your, your North star that's pulling you in that direction. And um, so it's almost like, are you becoming the type of person that you want to become, right? And so the idea here is, is think about, just pause for a moment, even if you want to write it into the chat here or pause if you're listening to this through the podcast, just hit pause and think about, who is it that I want to become? Like, what is it? What's important to me? Like, what type of person do I want to become? And for me, it's like, I really want to become brave. I wish I had a little more confidence. I know like this live thing is actually really kind of, you know, intimidating for me, but I'm pushing myself out of the comfort zone. I know I have wonderful messages to share. I know I have lots of psychology tools in my toolkit that I can share and help people. And my goal here is to turn pain into purpose and, and help other people who are struggling with loving someone with an addiction. So if that's my identity and I want to support and help and create a sisterhood here, um, and there's some brothers, <laughs> create a brotherhood too, then I really need to get honest about like, what is it that I want? And I want to show up for you. So one of the habits that really support that identity is showing up. And so every day I make it a habit in my habit tracker now, and this is what I'm going to do in the next month too, is to show up in some way, uh, whether that be, you know, commenting on someone's post or coming into the group and, and posting myself or um, creating a live like this or workshopping some of the future stuff that we have in store here. It's 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 fun, right? When you kind of connect to this identity of who, what is the person, what is the type of person that you want to be or who do you want to become? And think of this identity as that North Star, right? Are you becoming the type of person that you want to be? And what is that person? Habits matter because they're, that's what's going to help you get closer to the person you want to be and become. And don't get down on the fact that maybe you're not quite there. And maybe, you know, you're in the muck of loving someone with an addiction. You completely lost yourself. You're looking in the mirror and you lost your sparkle. I know I've been there. And, but look at like, you know, I, I like maybe look in the mirror and just be honest with yourself. It's like, I really want to get me back or I want to get my energy levels back or, you know, I'm sick and tired of being, you know, derailed because of someone else's addiction. And I'm ready now to focus on me and I'm ready, like whatever it is, I'm just making it up. Like maybe that's the example. 
And then that's your North Star. So then what are some habits that are going to support you taking your power back, support you focusing on you? And I, I love this idea and I hope it helps you so much, right? So thinking about that idea of who you want to become and then what habits would support who you want to become. So I'm curious, you know, put it in the chat, feel free. I'll just check if there's some in there. Yay, Courtney. I love that. I want to be valued, respected and healthy and vulnerable. Yes, yes, yes. And authentic in relationships. These are so beautiful. Yes. I love that. And isn't it cool tapping into the person that we want to become? I think that is you know, it's almost like it suddenly removes the pressure um, of like these big grand goals. I want to be, you know, in a relationship that's, you know, loving and supportive. And that seems like such a big, grandiose goal. It's like, wait a second, like, what is it? How do I want to identify? I, I just love that shift. Okay, so now I invite you to write a list of all the things or the habits that would support that. Like for me, one of my, how I want to be is energetic and inspiring. And so what are some, so, some ideas of habits that can go with that? So if your example is, I want to, um, I want to have more energy maybe, right. And then think about what is it that brings you energy? I know for me is if I drink my water, I have so much more energy or, um, if what I, I love surrounding myself with people that energize me. So having conversations with friends or family or people that lift me up, doing things like this actually energizes me. Um, so thinking about all the things that energize you, if, if increasing your energy is one of your goals, then you think of the habits that you may want to implement. You think about those habits that, hmm, what would support that? So if I want more energy and I know when I eat fruit and vegetables, I'm going to make eating fruit and vegetables every day part of my habit tracking, part of my habits. So that's the next step. So we've kind of identified or thought about who it is that we want to be. And then we're thinking about what are all those habits that might support who we want to be. So can you think of any of that? Feel free to write into the chat or pause it here and think about that. That would be, that's good. Like you got to kind of think about those habits and then what you could implement into your life. But it doesn't stop there. So the cool part now is that we can walk all our habits through this simple steps of building better habits, according to James Clear. Um, this is the fun part, right? And he talks all about these four simple things we can do. So make it obvious, we can make it attractive, we can make it easy, and we can make it satisfying. Now, this is it sounds kind of crazy, but it's so neat. Once you kind of know the recipe of build, building better habits, you can actually flip all those things to get rid of habits too. So if you have a habit that you want to get rid of, you can make it less obvious. You can make it less attractive. You can make it less easy to do and less satisfying. I know for me, I don't necessarily love drinking during the week. So I try to just keep my drinking a glass of wine on the weekends. Um, and, and so what I do is I make sure I have no wine in the house. Uh, I mean, during the week, it's like I try to like, you know, only buy enough for the weekend so that during the week, I actually don't have wine in the house. And then that makes it, you know, less obvious, first of all, because it's not around. And then it also makes it not as easy to get. And then it's also I, I, 
I, I flip the satisfying piece and I, I think about what else would feel satisfying. So I get some bubbly water, I get some Perrier. So I kind of fill that gap of where I would normally would be having that glass of wine. So you can see, isn't that cool how you can flip it both ways? But we're going to talk about building these fantastic habits and we're going to talk about basically how can we make it more obvious and how can we make it more attractive and how can we make it easy or more satisfying. All right. So one of my favorite things in, in psychology, we have what's called an implementation intention. And um, and we I talk a lot about this in my resilience course and in my book as well. And this is all about like, if this happens, I will. Or it's like almost like you're, what you plan, what you're going to do. And it's really important also for setting boundaries, right? If this happens, I will do this. Um, so Basically, you want to um, to make it obvious to yourself is you want to state your plan. So you're basically saying, I will do, and you say such behavior at what time, in what location. And that implementation tension can help you move basically from like a vague intention, like I might do this, to it's actually very specific and concrete. And it can help you so that you'll set out, you're, you'll be more successful in other words. And so this idea of like habit stacking too is good. So one of my favorite ideas is to actually write out your implementation intention. So I will, you put in the behavior. So I will, one of my favorite things is drink water before I have tea. So it's in my kitchen. So every morning when I wake up, I'm telling you the time, I'm telling you the location. Um, and so every morning I will drink a glass of water prior to drinking my tea. And this is so amazing because you're not only you have a cue of what you might normally do, you're stacking the habit with a current habit that you already do. My habit is drinking tea every morning. I love tea. And so you're stacking the habit. And then what happens is it's more likely that that new habit is going to stick. So first, making it obvious is about setting the intention. So putting that implement implementation intention into place and then maybe stacking it with something else you're already doing. So for example, if you're already brushing your teeth and one of the habits you want to implement is reading a daily ritual or maybe an inspiring quote or pulling an angel card, stack the habit with the other thing that you're doing. And it's so powerful. I do this all the time. Habit stacking is so great right? So the other thing is to make the cues in your environment stand out. So with it for the new habit, right? Now, if you want something to go away, you make it less, like not as obvious, you make it not stand out. So it's really, really important to make these new habits hard to miss. I used to even write dry erase markers on my, um, my board and like my, my mirror rather with dry erase markers. And it's so inspiring, almost reminding me of the habits. And I put it in my day timer. So every day when I start my, I look at my day timer. I love seeing my habits. And then I make sure that I get little check marks on my habits. And uh, so I make it obvious. It's right there screaming in my face of what my habits are and reminding me and kind of setting that implementation intention. So I hope that helps you like with the making it obvious. And then the next step is to make it more attractive. So how do we do that, right? How can we make it attractive? So if you think about it, ha habits are dopamine driven. That means we feel rewarded when we um, when we do something. So if something feels good, it's attractive to us. It makes us want to do it. So how can we make our habits attractive? 
So if we go back to the example of, oh my gosh, like I think about abdominals doing ab workouts. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, it's not attractive to me actually, but how can I make it more attractive and how can I make it bring me more dopamine and make it more attractive? And so what I do is I connect in what's called anticipatory um, pleasure. So you, if you can anticipate a reward, then it's going to be better. It's going to make you more likely able to do it. So I anticipate and I think about my abs or I picture myself, you know, maybe up at a cottage or on a beach. And I think about, I make it really attractive to me to, you know, to do that ab workout. Like it's worth it. I think about the end result, and, and then um, I, 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 I just love that idea of kind of like, we got to think about ways to make our habits attractive. So I don't know if you have some ideas, like put them in the chat there. Um, the other, the other idea too, is this idea where we're motivated by the anticipation of reward. So making these habits really attractive helps us to stick to them. So another thing we can do is this temptation bundling. So you pair your action that you don't really want to do with the action that you need to do, or you want to do. So, okay. So for example, I don't like doing laundry at all. And so laundry to me is kind of like, ugh, and I don't enjoy it. So, but I do love podcasts and I do love talking with my sister. Um, so that's an example of bundling. So you're putting those two things together, something that you know you need to do with something that actually brings you pleasure. So that makes it a little bit more attractive. I know one lady that I spoke with, one of the, the, my clients that I coached, she decided she's she loves this one show on Netflix. And she's like, I'm not going to watch the show unless I'm on my treadmill. So she waits to watch the show and she goes on the treadmill and uh, she watches the show when she's on the treadmill. And that helps her to get her walks in because one of her habits that she wants to develop is walking. And every single day. And so that's that's kind of this idea of temptation bundling and making it attractive and, and highlighting the benefits of it. I know for me, what makes it attractive is also when I get a check mark. I know it sounds crazy when I get a check mark in my calendar for completing that habit in the day. And it feels really, really good. So I'm just gonna check here the chat to see how everyone's doing, see if there's any more comments in there. Awesome. Awesome. Good. All right. So we're going to move on now to the next one, which is all about making it easy. So how can we make these habits really easy? And, and, and the idea here is, is that um, the formation of these habits, it, it becomes automatic eventually. So we want to make it become automatic. So if there's a habit, we want to make sure that it's easy. So we prime our environment. So how do we do that? So for example, um, say you wanted to wake up and go running. So maybe you have your running shoes right beside your bed, or say one of the habits is you wanted to play the guitar every single day. So perhaps maybe you have the guitar sitting in the middle of the room, your room's, your room is primed. It's kind of screaming you in the face, it makes it easy to go there. Um, so this idea is, is that we want to create the least amount of effort to get started in the new habit. We want to make it easy. So how are some ways that you can make it easy? How can you prime your environment? Um, and then if you want to get rid of a habit, how can you make it more difficult? How can you add some friction there or more steps to get it done? 
Um, decreasing the steps is how you're going to also make your habits stick. So say you wanted to um, promote something um, and you, or you, you wanted to reach out to a bunch of associations. Well, then priming your environment might to print up a whole list of associations and that makes it easier. So the idea here is find ways to make the habit that you want to implement as easy as possible by reducing the friction. And so that really does help. And now there's this wonderful tool in psychology and what it's called is activation energy. So it takes, it's so hard sometimes to start, get started with something. So if you just give yourself this rule, it's like, you know what, I'm going to do this for two minutes. It's like just getting started is the hard part. Noticing and knowing that getting started is hard. You can do this two minute rule where you start a new habit and then you'll get into that momentum of it. And this is really important because it kind of gets you going. It's like, you know what, I'm just going to go start two minutes. I'm going to go start walking. It's amazing how you end up walking like you know, much longer, or I'm going to take two minutes to start this habit. That's one of the things we can do to make things easier and to um, kind of hack our procrastination or putting things off um, is just like devote two minutes. And activation energy is so cool because if you think about this is how I describe it. If you think about like a toboggan, I don't know if any of you, I'm, I'm up in Canada here, but we, in the winter we have snow and we go tobogganing. And so when you're at the top of the hill, you got to go like this to kind of get the sled to start. And then once you start, it just kind of goes and you have what's called this activation energy. And then it's easy once you're going. So sometimes we need that activation energy when it comes to our habits. It's just like, you know what, start for two minutes and then you'll be amazed at how once you get that momentum, it's going to be really easy to follow through. So any thoughts there, feel free to write there in the chat. And I'm so excited. I see lots of eyeballs here. Hi, everybody. Let's tap into the power of our habits. So far, we talked about making our habits, not about our goals, but about our identity. How is it that we want to be? How do we want to show up? And then thinking about all the wonderful habits that would support showing up that way. And then those habits we implement on a daily basis. And then those habits have this compound effect on our life and helps us move closer and closer to who we want to be and how we want to be in this world. So I love that. And so we talked already about making it obvious. We talked about making it attractive. We talked about making it easy. And so now let's talk about making it satisfying. Now, these ones kind of go together with making it attractive, but making it attractive is more about this idea that um, is dopamine driven, you know, that we are motivated by anticipating reward. And then when we talk about making it satisfying, it's if something is good and we're rewarded immediately, we're more likely to repeat it. So making habits um, immediately satisfying is really important and it's effective for behavior change. So now our brains, they're basically, we are evolved to cope with immediate return environment. So it's like we want, you know, if we have delayed gratification, that idea of thinking ahead of the abs may not work as well for us. So that's why we need to also think about ways to make it satisfying. Um, so we want to, um, we want, because we, our brain wants to be rewarded right away, we have to think about ways that when we perform our habits, we feel rewarded. And, um, and so some things could be, you know, like, um, 
what we want to do is like, think about what is it? What are some things that make it satisfying? I know for me, it's like, if I have an accountability partner or buddy, it's like, I, I tell my friends that I'm going to do it and I follow through with it or that check mark on my calendar really, really works. Um, all those things help me. So it feels satisfying right in that moment. Not to mention if it's something that does feel good, it's like, ah, oh, just like savoring. It's like, yes, this exercise makes my body vibrate. makes me feel energized. It's actually a keystone habit. I'm so grateful for how strong my body is, kind of things like that. So tapping into making it satisfying, right? All right. And now the opposite is if you want to get rid of a habit, make it unsatisfying. Doesn't feel good, right? Um, and like we won't want to repeat something that feels sort of painful or unsatisfying. So I know for me, it's like I wanted to get rid of the habit of eating chips. <laughs> I love chips. No, I don't love chips. Delete, delete, cancel, cancel. So I think about the end of the bag when it's all kind of like crumbs and it's greasy and it's like bleh. And then, then think about how I might feel when I'm heavy after eating those chips. And so it's kind of like connecting to the dissatisfaction of it kind of helps me to not eat these chips. And not to mention, if I make it less easy, so I don't buy them, I don't bring them into the house, um, you know, I don't even pretend that they're for the kids. <laughs> and then I make it less attractive um, and that it's less rewarding. And then I think about maybe a nice big veggie platter it might be really more, it's crunchy, it's going to feel better when I eat it, it's going to help me in so many ways. And you see, you see where we're going with this, right? So that's about it in terms of this book, The Atomic Habits and Tiny Changes Making Remarkable Results. And the summary basically is that, you know, by changing tiny little things every single day has such a profound effect on us in the future. And then it kind of helps us build positive systems into our everyday life. So we don't have to think about a huge way off end result. We're thinking about now, okay, cool. Like what can I implement into my, my day? And what I usually do is I literally take my calendar and I go week to week. You can also go month. Um, August is coming up. So we could do a whole entire month challenge of habit tracking of, you know, checking off every day of what habit you want to implement. And it's so rewarding and fun. We can do it together here as a group. Um, and so, yeah. And so you just, you can even just make like a little chart. It's like, I'm going to have my supplements. I want to make supplements a habit this week, or because I know if my energy level is one of my goals, you build the habits to support the goal. And so I'm curious, what are some of the habits that you want to implement in the next little while? Put them here in the chat or share away. Um, I would love to hear about that. And then how are you going to make it, you know, more obvious? How are you going to make it more attractive and easy for yourself and satisfying? And then just what is it that you're going to implement? And I don't, I don't encourage you to do a whole bunch, right? Like pick a few that's going to support your identity that you can follow through on and feel really good about as you get slowly closer towards the person that we want to be. So there we go. That's about it for this book. I hope you got a lot out of it. It's so exciting to be here and now we know that it's like, it's such a small little thing we can do every single day. It's so exciting. It's one of the ways I took my power back when I was in the muck of loving someone with an addiction because um, we lose ourselves oftentimes. And so 
that's that's basically it is is we want to implement things that support us and support us in many many ways that's going to help us move towards what it is that we want to be and how we want to show up in this world and i always say don't for a second let someone else's addiction i know it's so easy to happen they pull you into the muck they suck you in um don't let that happen don't let that happen it's like you know what yes let their addiction happen if you you know we have no control we didn't cause it but what can we do here for us how can we focus on us to take back our power to focus on you and I always say awaken our power because it's already inside here so it's little tiny things like this and that's why I love this idea of atomic habits it really did help me so that's it I'm so grateful for you guys being here I see still some eyeballs there yay Courtney I see you here too awesome um, we had so much fun at the well-being huddle and by the way if you're brand new to this uh, support group we always have well-being huddles on Tuesday which is so fun it's uplifting um, where you know we just share share what might be heavy on our heart or stuff we're proud of it's such a wonderful time for us to come together as community so you don't feel alone and um, I have exciting news is um, we have the fall, the very first cohort coming for the SYKM Resilience course. And the Live Life Happy Cafe is also coming very soon. And some of you I know have already entered in there and you're in there. I'm so grateful for you being there. I'm figuring out, you know, ironing out all the wrinkles and things like that too. So if you're interested in the SYKM Resilience course, eight-week course, the fall cohort, feel free to direct message me and just get on the interest list. I would love to have you. It's going to be eight weeks with me. So exciting where we are going to help you tap into your power, awaken your inner power. We're going to use all the resilience tools and strategies in positive psychology to help you so that you don't for a second let someone else's addiction destroy your life anymore. It's like taking back your power. It's so wonderful. So that's it, everybody. Thank you so much for being here. And I'm so grateful. And don't forget, if you're new as well, that we have the podcast for your support. Um, and that's wherever you listen to any podcast, you have um, access to that too. Okay, thanks, everyone. Have a good day. Yay. Thank you for listening. If you want additional support, you can head on over to our website at savingyouiskillingme.com, where we have a wonderful, supportive, compassionate community. We are here for you. You are not alone. We also have a private Facebook group and Instagram feed called Saving You Is Killing Me, Loving Someone With An Addiction. Be sure to subscribe here so you get the latest episodes. And of course, share this with your community and your support groups or anyone that's going through this struggle so we can all work together to take our lives back and restore joy. Thank you so much for joining me, not only today, but week after week. Although I wish we were meeting under different circumstances, I'm so grateful that I get to show up for you and share these episodes so that we can go on this journey together. Until next week, sending hugs.